Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 68 of The Wise Guys. We're back another week, another episode. We are chilling, cooling out. You already know we got a lot of stuff to get into this week. Oh, man. So how you feeling tonight, bro? First things first. Shit, I'm feeling great, man. It was a rough start to the weekend, I would say, man. I had to watch my Steelers play Thursday night. Uh. I mean... It was embarrassing. We'll get into all of that later in the show. But you know what I mean? It, it could have been rough, but it, it got better, man. I don't know. It's kind of the it's kind of the fun of my week, that game. You know what I mean? It, it got a little better. Yeah, man. Once the weekend hit, you know what I mean? That's, Slow that's natural. Start, but then it picks up, you know what I mean? But that, yep, that is natural as always. So we do have some birthdays today. Well, actually, one birthday. We usually have multiple. Uh, that's funny. But it's Jamie Foxx's birthday today, 54 years old, Jamie Foxx. We could call him a legend at this point in in the industry he's in, obviously. Uh, He's a good dude from what I understand, you know what I mean? Grew up with Jamie Foxx. Incredible, phenomenal actor. He's been in a lot of movies. Also, incredible music artist. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on Jamie Foxx, man? Yeah, he's all all around. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Overall, yeah. All around. Funny dude. Uh, Ray was funny, that movie. Well, not funny, but you know what I mean? It, it was funny seeing him play Ray Charles or whatever, in my opinion, because I'm used to seeing him play, like, not-so-serious roles, like the movies that I've watched. Yeah, the Django, you know all I mean? that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's weird to see him play, like, serious roles. But, yeah, like you said, he's a good actor. He's a good music artist. Like, everything he does, he does it pretty good. Yeah, man, I think a lot of people remember him in the music game for uh, Gold Digger with Kanye West. Apparently, I seen a video recently, like an interview of of Jamie talking, and he was explaining the whole situation and how that night went. And somebody like begged him to come to the studio because Kanye was going to be dropping a song or recording a song that night. And I don't even think it was planned. I think Jamie just went on the vocals and Kanye gave him something and they just went with it. They just, uh, you know, I guess they thought they had a hit with it. And obviously they did because you hear, you still hear the song to this day. So shout out to Jamie Foxx, man, 54 years old. Um, we don't really have any other birthdays today. It's kind of strange, like I said earlier. On the flip side, though, a little bit of a sadder note. Uh, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. Gone way too soon. NFL legend. Uh, we can certainly call him that at the wide receiver position. 33 years old, man. Uh, they found him, I th- believe, in the hotel room or at his house. Um, he died from a seizure. So it's it's just terrible, man. I mean, he, dude's a four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. Uh, nine and a half seasons with Denver. Um, and then went on to play with Houston and the Jets. And also, he finished his career with 9,763 yards and 63 touchdowns. Um, definitely just, he's got an incredible resume in the NFL. And he was a love dude. And a lot of NFL players showed a lot of respect to him and so on. So it was just, it was dope to see that, but definitely going way too soon. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, Demarius Thomas is definitely up there with uh, like receivers that people forget was great. Honestly, like, I feel like we, usually don't not i don't want to say overrate or underrate you know what i mean because i feel like i feel like he was perfectly rated but i just feel like people forgot you know what i mean like obviously i didn't forget uh you saw what he did to us in overtime (laughs) tim tebow to the marius thomas man it haunts me but rest in peace definitely gone way too soon 33 is too young um some notable names that he compared to if people don't remember how like potent he was in denver's offense Two winning the Super Bowl as well when they had Peyton Manning. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, 9,537 yards, 51 touchdowns. A.J. Green up there on people's list, 9,982 yards, 
68 touchdowns. So, I mean, yo, he was up there with some of the best on some people's list. You know what I mean? Definitely some of the best. And I'll never forget, um, it was always a battle when we would play Denver. The Cowboys played Denver, man. Uh, they always had our number back then. And he was definitely a part of it. Demarius Thomas and Dez would always go at it in those games, 88 versus 88. It was definitely a dope, epic battle. Um, and I also to see Dez uh, on Twitter speak up on it. Uh, just just crazy, man. 33 years old. There's still guys in the league that are playing at that age. So it's just it's wild. Yeah, exactly. Going way too soon, man. And I like how during the game that you saw uh, they started out with 10 or yeah, yeah 10 players. Yeah. It was, I think. And they yeah. they took the penalty or whatever. And then Detroit declined it. I think that was pretty cool. Overall, just showing love. And another cool, weird stat, I think Denver finished with 88 yards on their last drive. So, I mean, wow. that, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, though. that is wild. And they had the 88 on the helmets. I've seen that. Uh, so definitely shout out to Denver for acknowledging, you know, the loss of Demarius Thomas and definitely prayers out to his family. Uh, I'm not too sure if he had kids. I'm sure he did. Uh, so it's just just tragic, man. But uh, let them know what else is going on, man, before we get on to the other stuff. Yeah, yo, a little, on a little brighter note, I mean uh tiger woods golfer obviously if you didn't know <laughs> now nah, uh he takes the course with his son uh, at the ritz carlton golf club in orlando the grand lakes um it'll be the first time since the accident that he takes uh well obviously before the accident so since he takes uh the golf course man uh december 16th to the 19th i think he'll do pretty good i'm excited to see how he yeah. golfs i yeah. mean i mean he almost lost now. his leg yeah so that, that's got to be from, yeah yeah yeah, he's retired. Accident, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's kind of crazy but no nah, it's pretty it's pretty dope to see him uh especially with his son uh you know what i mean just coming back and doing he's basically showing his son that you never give up on doing what you love even if your life almost is gone so yeah i mean it, he's lucky to still be golfing and and shout out to tiger though for bouncing back from all that drama and all the stuff that he he dealt with with the media and and you know the scandals and everything else uh, a lot of you know you either bounce back from that i feel like when you're on this kind of platform and stage in the world where uh, you just kind of tumble and it's like a snowball effect with your career but i think he's doing the right thing by taking his son under his wing and making him be the next tiger woods who knows uh so that's definitely dope uh we love to see that um but before we get into some more sports obviously this week we're gonna get into some new music stuff and just music news in general rolling loud 2021 this one was bittersweet for the guys um so future bringing out yay man uh kanye and the crowd went nuts i mean this is Kanye's first outing really at a concert or a show like that minus the one he did with Drake obviously um you know the Larry Hoover concert but uh it, it was dope man just to see him in future making that post saying yeah he's outside again you know what I mean it just that got it got us all hype I mean <laughs> yeah 100 percent. once yeah. he brought future out I feel like the whole crowd switched I mean they were probably already lit but yeah it just made yeah. it that times more lit yeah. um he came out to the right song you know what I mean just going crazy can't tell me nothing he played yo I was just like yeah yeah, you know, I mean, and then he played uh, Father Stretch My Hands, right? Yeah, it was just going crazy, yo. Um, the Larry Hoover concert, I think it was crazy. It was super expensive, yo. But I appreciated how they came together. I don't like when, like, goats like that beef. It's cool when the younger people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. People like, that are expected to beat there in the street stuff, they beef, you know what I mean? But it, when, like, goats beef, like, I hate it when Nas and Jay-Z beef, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, that really sucked yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just didn't. I think the beef was weird. I feel like it was forced. You know what I mean? Like the whole Kim Kardashian getting involved in it. I almost it, feel it like seemed like it was forced. It wasn't like serious. people, people wanted right? it to be more than what yeah. it was. Type. Yeah. And then we know how Ye was when he lost it his gave, like mom. He was already crazy. Yeah, it gave me that. I don't know. He it, was vulnerable. I don't know. They, you know what I mean? He, they were putting stuff in his head. Probably. It kind of just uh, made it, me. Yeah, think it, it seemed the, like a movie. It, it really made me. It kind of reminded me of the Fifty and Kanye beef back in the day when they did the magazine cover. Then they were laughing yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. Like it kind of felt like forced, as you said, and and fake, or I don't know if it's fake or necessarily, but just not serious. I think they weren't being serious with each other. I think it was more so they both have respect for each other. Like not a not a push a T and Drake without that was a little more serious. You know what I mean? The difference you could clearly see the difference of the yeah, Adonis, his son, everything. Yeah, Yeah, I mean they were really going at each other's necks. I think this whole Drake and Kanye thing, they have more than enough respect for each other. Uh, They realized you know who they are, so I think it was just kind of like they were just you know joking about it subtly um but um that was dope man future and kanye coming out like that um but this it is actually not to cut you off you have a real quick it reminded me of the floyd and the connor thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it, it kind of yeah. had them kind of no nah, definitely 100 percent. that's a good analysis there <laughs> but um also we had the young Dolph. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had the young Dolph tribute man this was bittersweet obviously this is why we said that Young Dolph was supposed to perform at Rolling Loud along with Paper Out Empire. Uh, shout out to Snoop Bands, though, coming through with the tribute, man. Uh, just and, and Paper Out Woo, man. I mean, them guys really, you just got to credit them on this. They didn't perform none of their tracks from what I believe. I think they just kind of played Dolph's like a set list or like a playlist. Something that Dolph probably would have came out and played, you know, uh, 100 shots, all that. You know what I mean? Major. Uh, just it was dope, man. I just love to see that. You know, uh, Glock, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't up there really but it, it probably was hard for him to do something like that so i'm glad at least paper route went up there and presented that and uh you know did what they did man they just gotta love it yeah 100 man the rp doll first and foremost of course we say this every week but i just think it was cool that they still kept it like you know what i mean i knew that key glock wasn't going to perform anymore so yeah, I, I just yeah, thought they weren't going to yeah. do nothing you know what i mean but I really wasn't expecting a tribute, so it was really dope that they did that. The crowd was lit, man. I just feel like Dolph would have had it the most lit. I'm so mad it wasn't there, man, of course. But, you know what I mean? It, like I said, it was really cool that they did the tribute. They yeah, loved the crowd and, energy, Yeah, too, and nobody was really, like, like just standing still. Nah, everybody you know? was you going tell crazy, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like I said, man, it was dope. But, J. Cole, I mean... You know how we feel over and here the about crowd him. Height, talking right? about talking about heightness in the crowd. We got to show respect where it's due. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't lie. He had the videos I watched. He had the crowd lit. Um, He's a great performer. Some of his songs, I mean, yeah, his, his yeah. productions on fire. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. obviously not going to sit up here and be a hater. But like he, he, it just doesn't. Good. It's not what I like to listen to. Yeah, so I, when it comes to J Cole, I'm never talking trash about his like music, saying it's trash. It's just not for me. Yeah, so, just just because he don't yeah. cater to our sound. I'm not gonna mean, sit up here and say he's trash. Yeah, yeah, we always give credit where it's due over here. You know what I mean? As hip hop exactly. fans. Yeah, but Mozzie, Gunna, Chief Keef, those were the three. Man, I was Had it obviously it. we weren't at Rolling Loud. I couldn't go all the way in LA. You know, we over <laughs> here in East Coast, yes. Jersey. Um, but. Yeah, man. Um, there, there were the three that I saw had the most lit, in my opinion. Chief Keef, obviously, if he pops out, the crowd's gonna be lit. If you were born nineteen ninety nine <laughs> and before, in my opinion, all the other ones are forcing it. You know what I mean? The real Chief Keef fans. Back when we were in high school, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like I was on the bus stop, just had Chief Keef in the yeah, headphones at seven a.m. Ready to go to yeah. first period. <laughs> Blast and I don't like, <laughs> but yeah, man, Mozzie. He was a new up and coming artist. Well, not 
let me rephrase that. Not new and up and coming, yeah, but for, he, he's new to me. You know what I mean? Since last year, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just started getting to know him last year, but I know that from the video that he posted. I think his most recent video is stated that like he started rapping back in like the early two thousand tens. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it was like around yeah. there, like back when we were in high school, like two thousand fifteen. Yeah, we were talking about that when yeah. he dropped his new album. I yeah, mean, I didn't even know honestly that he was around that. Same. Long. That's why I was like, yeah, damn, like yeah. he really been rapping for that long. But much respect. Yeah, he had the crowd like gonna obviously. He's an OG though, for real. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that Herb track. He's but a West Coast. OG. Speaking of Herb, he was there. G Herbo had a live. I heard he played a lot of his old stuff. Yo, he yeah. came out to I'm Rolling. Obviously meant to be. We a were Rolling lucky love. enough to see that live. In Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was definitely. That was tough, I know. Bro. I can't imagine one thing that vibes. I will say. Obviously, Dolph's energy was missed, man. But two more energies that were missed: Pop Smoke and Vaughn. Imagine if they were there. Oh I could God. just imagine, yo. Yeah. It would have been lit. So I just wanted to point that out. That. Don't forget Pop Smoke because I feel like his music has been decreased in play. I know, obviously, he's not coming out with new stuff. Like, he can't help it. A yeah. lot of his stuff people are playing over and over again. So, yeah. really can't. But just don't want to forget that, man. I feel like not too many people are bringing up Pop anymore as they should. Nah, definitely. I'm glad you said that because I know not everybody bumping Pop still like we do on a daily basis. Um, you know, so it's just, you know, he left us with a lot of great music. So, we got to keep him alive. Just as you said, Vaughn. Young Dolph, man, those those type of dudes are missed at these type of festivals, um, which leads me to my next thing. Uh, Juice World dropping. Uh, well, he didn't drop the album, obviously, but uh, they dropped the Juice World album, Posthumous album. I think that's how you say it. If not, I, I apologize. But um, they like how they did with Pop Smoke and how they did with Vaughn. They came out with a, um, an album full of their music that they had in the vault. And uh, it was just it was dope. I mean, I didn't really listen to the album. Um but it's called Fighting Demons, 18 tracks on it, dropped on December 10th. Um, there was something on there that I did find interesting that I had to take a look at for myself. Uh, it's called Eminem Speaks. It's about two minutes of M uh, talking about his personal struggles with uh, addiction and, and, you know, his drug problem. And, you know, it just really, as an M fan back in the day, I never even heard this. Uh, so hearing his words like that uh, for two minutes straight, just speaking on something. And I didn't realize, you know, the dude was two hours away from dying himself. Uh, so that really, you know, it hit home. Definitely. Um, just, you know, addiction is a real problem. It's a real thing. Um, and obviously we know Juice World struggled with this and, um, but you know, it, it is what it is. We just got to, you know, help, help out anybody we know, obviously that deals with that. Uh, don't disregard it. Don't say, you know, a lot of people push it off, you know what I mean? You know, as being dumb, being stupid, but it's, it's definitely more than that. It's like a disease almost. It takes over you, but um, also, he did add some features on there talking about uh, Bieber, Polo G, Trippy Red, um, some others on there. I definitely, I know a lot of people were hyped probably for the Trippy Red. I know Trippy and Juice were close. Polo, you know, we're Polo fans, so that was dope to see him on there. And Justin Bieber kind of threw me off, but <laughs> I didn't really hear the track or nothing. But I respect it for him hopping on there. Definitely got to. Did you did you check this album out or did you hear anything? Or? Yeah, man, I, I really didn't get to listen to it. I heard it was coming, but I respect him still dropping his music, obviously. Uh, I know his mom has a, that plays a huge part in his music dropping, so that's why I really support it. I know it's just not his label trying to be like money hungry. Yeah, shout out to Bibby, man. So, I think yeah, Bibby yeah, has yeah. a lot to do with this. Oh, word? Yeah, yeah, I think he did it. I'm not sure 
sure if he had his royalties or not, but like I know Dolph had his royalties and yeah, stuff like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. His yeah. kids are definitely you know what I mean. That line sticks with me heavy back on the Dolph subject when he was like, "When I'm gone, I told my son you're gonna be a rich little bastard." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yo, shout out yeah. Dolph's son, man. But back on the Juice World shit, man. Um, I don't. I didn't get to check out the album, but I know Ronnie J. Shout out to Cuz. He produces a lot for uh, Juice, so. Yeah, you know, we. I, I don't really bump G's not really heavy in my playlist, man. I can't fraud. I'm not going to sit up here like a lot of people do and say, I oh, listen yeah, to nah, him nah. Since, yeah. since he's gone and stuff. But I do have a lot of songs, like a couple of songs that I really like. The Future and Juice World album collab. Yeah. yeah I really listen yeah. to that heavy, man. Um, yeah. Conversations. Shout out Ronnie J again. He was, I was on just that. about to say, Cuz was on, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, Cuz Ronnie, man, yeah, he was album, on man. the biggest, one of Juice's biggest songs, Conversations, on his last album that he dropped. Uh, so that that's crazy, man. Just one of his biggest songs, Ronnie J. Shout out to him, man. I don't know if he had any projects on this new album, but if not, I know they work together a hell of a lot, though. Uh, so shout out to Juice. Definitely a talent uh, that's gone way too soon. Pretty sure bro was younger than me and you. Um, so it's just, you know, it's tough to uh, see a lot of these young artists be gone so soon and um but you know we just gotta keep keep it alive man you know like I, I don't bump juice every day but obviously when he first came out i'll never forget the hype behind him uh i definitely rocked with his his first album he came out with and you know i always used to watch those freestyles he would put out and dude was raw i mean he just had a lot of talent and i know he was loved in chicago ironically weird enough I didn't know this, and apparently Dolph didn't know this either until 2017, but they were related. They were cousins, actually, because a lot of people don't know this, but Dolph was born in Chicago before he moved to Memphis, and uh, his aunt reached out to him and told him, you got a little cuz that raps out here, mean and juice, and they, they didn't, Dolph was upset when he passed away because, you know, he posted, like, the big thing, and, and he said, like, he wishes they could have got more music in and did more stuff together uh, that he never got the chance to do, so that's a little fun fact for y'all. Uh, sadly, they're both gone now. Um, but we're just going to keep the legacy alive. But on to brighter things, we are going to switch it up to the sports talk. We had fight weekend, another fight weekend, um, UFC 269. Uh, first things first, I do want to get into... Um, I do want to get into the uh, the one prelim fight that really stuck out to me on this was Ty Tuvasa, man. Second round knockout. Uh, we had money on that one. Posted it on the page. I mean, it, you know, so he, this dude is is a freak. You know, the shoey thing. He drinks the, the beer out the shoe when he wins. Uh, I find that kind of weird, but it, I guess it's an Australian thing. I'm not too sure. But I know he's got he's got the UFC by storm right now. The crowd is going insane. You can tell he's going to be a uh, crowd favorite. Uh, uh, he's a heavyweight and he's he swings them hands, man. He's he's a powerful dude. Uh, I love the his fighting style. Um, you know, man. I I don't know. It was just it was he's really entertaining to watch and him getting the second round KO the way he did against Augusta Sakai or Saki. I don't know how to pronounce his last <laughs> name, uh, but he did he did pull it off, man. So shout out to Tai Tuvasa. Yeah, man, he's definitely crazy with that shoe beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the shoe beer. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's doing his thing. But yeah. I will say the only thing that didn't disappoint, or, well, let me rephrase that. The only thing that did disappoint in this UFC 269 was no Hasbulla, man. I mean, I can't lie. I was kind of I was kind of sad there was no Hasbulla there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Was not in the yeah. crowd. We didn't have any Hasbulla affiliates fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which is respectable. But... We had Dominic Cruz. Like Makachev. Yeah, yeah, Makachev. You know, whatever Makachev is, Hasbulla will be. But Dom Dominic Cruz, man, 
Unanimous decision versus Pedro Munoz. I didn't really watch this fight. I can't lie. Yeah. On to the next. <laughs> Josh Emmett, unanimous decision. Dan Eeg? I don't fucking know. Didn't watch that Ige, fight. Ige, Ige. Ige. We're yeah. just naming some prelims all the way up until the fight we did watch. Tell them who we watched knocked out. <laughs> Sean O'Malley, man. Sugar Show, you already know. First round TKO on Paiva. I don't even know if I'm saying this name right. There's a lot yeah, of crazy names. Seen, you know, They're getting crazier. Yeah. They're definitely getting crazier as time goes on. Um, but Sean O'Malley, uh, he's he's an entertaining fighter, man. He's coming up. He hasn't been around for too, too long. Uh, but a lot of people know his name. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's known for being kind of wild, like the riffraff of the UFC. Got the colorful hair. He's always smoking something. Uh, so he definitely fuck with him on that. <laughs> I think he's a Phoenix native. He was rocking with the Suns heavy last year in the finals. Sean O'Malley. Ali, definitely uh, a fun fun fighter to watch, though, man. First round TKO, as we just said. And we had some money on that as well. And if you were uh, follow the betting page on Twitter, you would know. Uh, so um, next fight we had, though, Kai uh, Kara France. First round TKO on Cody Garbarant, man. Listen, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, – what did I tell you before the fight? I stayed away from this fight. I did not like it. A lot of people were heavy on Cody. I know he was, he was, an, he was a great fighter coming up, but he just is on a decline. And not only that, but him dropping a weight class for this fight, I did not like it at all. Uh, he got knocked out in the first round. So – Give us your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, man, that was pretty funny. I told you before the fight as well. Uh, I, I didn't really like that guy because I, I I was on Twitter and I seen a lot of a couple of people had him in their parlays, man. And I was just like, eh, you know what I mean? Pump the brakes. I don't know. I don't know how I was feeling about that guy. I just so knew France was going to come to I'm make a point. I'm kind of glad I stayed away. <laughs> and again, anytime a fighter jumps up and down in weight classes, unless you're a Conor McGregor or in a, you know a fighter on that level. It, it's it's tough, man. I know it's only 10, 15 pounds in some cases, but that means a whole lot in, in the combat sports. People don't understand him dropping this weight. He's got less power in his punches, and that's what he's known for, getting them power shots in. And uh, he, he caught one <laughs> this fight. So definitely uh, UFC card. This UFC card was stacked. The main card was stacked. Absolutely. Just great fights to see. Um Next fight we had was Jeff Neal defeating Santiago. I ain't even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, if you watched the UFC 269, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Jeff Neal, though, I, I have heard of this guy, man. Via split decision, uh, he, he got the victory, and you got to give hats off to him. He's coming up. He was the underdog in the fight, um, so you just got to love that. But this next one did shock me. Uh, I did have the wrong prediction on this one before the fight. Juliana Pena, second round rear naked choke on Amanda Nunez. Uh, we did expect Amanda to come out and get the dub. Um, yeah, that was really surprising to me. Yeah, and, and honestly, when she came out, it, she didn't have the same vibe that she did. And looking back on it now, obviously, um, you know, that night, obviously the hype was behind Amanda Nunez. One of the scariest women UFC fighters probably we've seen come across um, in my time. Time, you know, watching the UFC, Amanda Nunez, she's known for knocking out late, uh, girls like Cyborg. You know, she's yeah, she's, she's just great. incredible power behind her. She's great on the ground. Um, but unfortunately, she got defeated by the rear naked choke in the second round. Juliana Pena. Um, we are going to move on to the main event on UFC 269. Charles Oliveira, third round rear naked choke again. But this time it was on Dustin Poirier. Um Dustin Poirier comes out, uh, you know, a lot of people were expecting him to win this fight. 
uh, it wasn't the case, unfortunately, for Dustin. I like both of these guys. I mean, they both have strongholds in one or the other. Dustin has the the stronghold in standing up game, you know, um, exchanging boxing, you know what I mean? Uh, exchanging, you know, shots like that. Uh, significant striking. Dustin Poirier is that guy. He does lead... Um, the lightweight division with the most knockouts in UFC history. So you can't discredit that. But Charles Oliveira on the flip side is a, is an absolute demon. Um, you know, he, he really has a strong background in submission game. And, you know, that's where I told you before the fight exactly. I said it's going to go one way or the other. Dustin's going to knock him out or Oliveira will get the submission or choke him out. And that's exactly what happened in the third round. Yeah, it was pretty... It was really, honestly, one-sided to start off the fight. I yeah. thought that Dustin Poirier was going to knock him out in the first round. Both fighters like, their yeah. strongholds. Yeah, so you can see that Charles Oliveira was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to go right in, as you alluded to, the stronghold. And he rear-naked choked him. And I knew it was coming. Brazilians are nothing to play with, man. Yeah. Uh, they got you. I mean, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? Yeah, despite <laughs> Dustin's background, I mean, on Brazilian jiu-jitsu for years, um, again, his stronghold is standing up and banging with you. So, Charles yeah, Oliveira. Once it went to the ground, I knew it was over. Yeah, and and it's funny because it, 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 it didn't. That's how, like, you know, he got on his back. And that was it. I mean, Dustin was standing up still at that point. Well, they got him. They got him yeah. like the McGregor meme <laughs> yeah. on the ground uh, looking into space. Yeah. So, I mean, it, well, it was, they it was, said it's funny how it's full circle. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, you know, it is funny, but it also, you know, it is kind of devastating. It's cool that they paid respect, though. So. Yeah, no, definitely. These two fighters showed a tremendous amount of respect for each other. Uh, just kind of devastating for Dustin Poirier. Uh, he, was, he, he was expected to come out and, you know, be the champ in the division. Fine. Finally, be on top, be the king. I don't think his career is necessarily over, obviously. Uh, he is one of the top fighters in the division right now. So we will see what he bounce back and does. Will we have a fight lined up for him soon? I don't know. Uh, but I don't know what's next for Charles Oliveira. I don't know who's going to try to decrown him now. Uh, but we will see. We will see. Yeah, for sure, man. But moving on to another side of fighting, boxing. <laughs> Combat uh, Yeah, Lomachenko defeats Richard Kami. Um, via unanimous decision, I thought it would go to a knockout easily, but it, it seemed as though Lomachenko was letting up on him a lot in the fight, specifically round seven when Lomachenko let Comey go back to his corner instead of finishing him. Man, <laughs> he was really knocking him out there. He put, laid up a good combo. I think it was like a left hand uppercut, slip right. And then look at him; he was bouncing. I mean, you know what I mean. Shout out my McGregor fans out there, but. Yeah, I, I just feel like Lomachenko eased up on him, man. He he's looked at his corner, told him to go back. He was, and then the round before that, I think he pointed at his corner, like literally said to them, "Do you want to keep going?" And then he kept piecing him. I just think it wasn't a good fight necessarily, like matchup wise. I just feel like Lomachenko had him. Obviously, it reminded me a lot of the. Um, I'm not remembering off top, but yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Sean O'Malley like. You know, decision of uh, opponents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not really somebody that's going to really knock him out. I didn't really expect uh, Comey to come in and knock him. We all knew Lomachenko was going to defeat him. So, yeah, it, 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 it goes, goes along, back to that. Yeah, like, it, uh, you got to pick a better opponent. Yeah, Lomachenko, I mean, he, you know, he's definitely a respected, credible fighter um, in the game right now. And, you know, he has fought some notable names, but Richard Comey, he has a lot of fights <laughs> under his belt. Um, you know, so it, it is. I, I guess that's why they thought it'd be a good opponent for him. He has a lot of fights under his belt. He From the highlights, it, it did go to United's decision. You know what I mean? He didn't get knocked out, but 
It looked like it was. He From was what really, I've seen, yeah. it looked like an asshole. It looks <laughs> like yeah, Lomachenko really eased up on him. I feel like he could have really did him in. I don't um, know what was up with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Lomachenko, man, the, the them overseas guys, uh, they think a lot differently. But uh, Lomachenko, he he is a beast. I mean, he's a technical boxer. Uh, he's got great great movement, great head movement, and he exchanges very well. Uh, so you just gotta love to see that. Love boxing, beautiful boxing fight. Uh, we also had Xander Zayas, Jared Allen, a couple of our guys that fought on the undercard. Um, but it was a it was a fight filled weekend. I mean, we had UFC 269. We had some boxing fights. Uh, boxing really wasn't worth touching at all, betting wise. <laughs> but UFC 269 was a stacked stacked card. Um, we didn't get the clean sweep like last time, but we did hit a few on the prelims and on the main card. So you gotta like that. Um, but I think that wraps it up for fight weekend. And now we're gonna move on to. NFL, obviously, Always. you know what I mean? Football talk with the guys. So to start it off, Thursday night football, man, we had Pittsburgh at Minnesota, 28-36. Minnesota. The score was a little closer than what it appeared to be. We were getting our asses whooped in the first half, man. Uh, it did not look great. Big Ben looked like he just ate Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, he cannot <laughs> he move. Like, nah, one thing yeah. that had me laughing, you were like, man. this guy looks like he's playing on stilts. And yeah, man. It, it just, it's just, it's sad <laughs> to watch, yeah, man. I was crying. He um, did get that first down, though, didn't he? He did, yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out Big Ben. That was probably the most he ran in years. Um, yeah, man. It, 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 as a Steelers fan, you're just understanding of it at this point. We're just letting him finish out his greatness of what he – I I was able to see two Super Bowls, so I'm not really mad at oh, it. Oh, yeah, don't but, get it fucked up. You know I mean, what I mean? I'll risk a season for it. And we might we might even finish over 500. So to keep Mike Tomlin's streak alive, it means everything to this team, I feel like. And to at least win above 500 for Big Ben's <laughs> yeah. last season. But Steelers at Vikings, it – did disappoint in the first half, didn't disappoint in the second half. I thought we were really going to make that comeback. Um, Pat Fryer move on the last play of the game. It was not his fault. I just think it was terrific defense by Harrison Smith, man, to get that last second punch and let the ball out. Um, obviously, I would have liked him to bring it in a little faster, but he's a yeah. tight end. I can't act rookie, like he. Man. I can't yeah, act so. like he's a receiver. He had zero drops at Penn State for his whole time there. Um, he's a stud, man. Caught at least. A touchdown in almost every game I bet on him. Uh, I think I'm like four and one on betting on him to score a touchdown, man. He has seven on the season, so that just says it right there. Um, ben Roethlisberger threw for 308 yards for all the people that say he's washed. Um, three touchdowns, one interception. Kirk Cousins, who's like 10 years younger than him probably, <laughs> threw for 216, two tutties, two interceptions. On the other side, man, tell him about Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, man, Dalvin Cook, uh, one of the top acts that we see in this league, 27 carries, 205 yards, two tutties. How are you feeling? I will um, say TJ Watt was out of the game uh, no, before, that's, before the third That's a big, started. That's a big, big, big piece that's missing. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. You can't disregard it. Uh, but Najee Harris, uh, 94 yards in a tutty. You know, he, he did his thing, 20 carries. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, man, he's just a monster. Uh, 205 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's like two games for a running back. <laughs> but um, it is what it is. What do you feel about the Chase Claypool thing, though? Everybody's talking about the Chase Claypool. Yeah, stuff. I just think it comes with him being young. Uh, he obviously isn't familiar with the Steeler way. I 
obviously didn't grow up a Steelers fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you really know the Steelers, you know that we're used to like the Ryan Clarks, Troy Polamalu's, James Harrison's, the the James gritty, Barrier. the dirty, the Steve don't Smith. play around. They probably don't even know what a computer is type players. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's weird as a fan seeing us transition into this whole like TikTok phase. It kind of sucks, honestly. But I really but, started with Juju, and now yeah, it, yeah, it definitely you know, is the young guys. Young guys but yeah, yeah, once we get ahead on ourselves and realize that we need more veterans and this and stop drafting guys like that not that it's they don't suck so it it sucks as as a fan because their mentality sucks but the way they play is great Uh, yeah and and the world's just completely different nowadays i mean the social media stuff these guys i mean multiple people multiple players on other teams are doing it as well but just not in the media so much as we're yeah we're just bringing it up because the like you said they're Juju's definitely one of the top in TikTok. Right? You know what I mean? He's a, <laughs> yeah. Which sucks because I wish I could say he was the top receiver. But this is also... He's a, also injured It's as another well, so. source of income for these guys. I mean, Exactly. When you, you, you can, can't really hate on it. That's what I'm saying. But it's then a as whole, a fan, you can hate on it. Exactly. As a football NFL fan, you can hate on it. But when you look at it from their perspective, I mean, these guys are young 20s. They're coming in the league. Social media, age, this error, the way it is, we all know how it is. Their phone's in our face 24-7. Um, and, and they're making bread. They're making money off this stuff. So you can't disregard that. Hell yeah, man. Speaking of young 20s, <laughs> 22-year-old Micah Parsons, man. Two sacks. Um, would you say he was the difference maker in this game? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, 100%. He's the difference maker every week for this team. Uh, Micah Parsons, he lived up to the hype. I'm so glad that Horn and Sertain were picked up before we could draft them so Micah could fall in our lap. Um, You know, obviously, leading up to the draft, you know, we wanted a corner. But as we see how it's going, Trayvon Diggs isn't too bad (laughs) in his second year. Um, So, I just love the way Mike has been playing, though. Uh, Micah Parsons, really, I mean, they're talking in the beginning of the year, you know, we were saying defensive rookie of the year. Now he's in the talks for defensive player of the year. Um, Really just Lawrence Taylor reminiscence. I know a lot of people are going to go, whoa, whoa. If you really, really pay attention to this kid, he's a freak of nature, man. Um, he It's his first year in the league, and he is tearing it up, absolutely tearing it up. I believe now he he's just – I mean, he got drafted to be a linebacker. He's playing. He's moving all around the field. They're using him as an edge rusher. They're using him as defensive end, uh, especially with the absence of D-Law, Gregory. We got them back. So now we can see all three of these guys playing together. And Micah Parsons, man, you just, just got to love the kid. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Micah is definitely a beast. But I heard Dan Orlovsky earlier talking on ESPN about how Dak looks a little scared. He said he's not questioning his manhood. He's not scared of anybody, but he's scared (laughs) of the moment. He's scared of his offensive line. He's scared of going up into the pocket and extending the play. You know what I mean? They they, like obviously I watched the video and I can't dispute it. Really, he did check down a little too early. Like there was times where he was getting rushed, but instead of moving up in the pocket, he kind of forced it to Ezekiel Elliott, and then it was like incomplete, or he got tackled for like four or five yards instead of moving up in the pocket and waiting for that pass to open do you think it's more i heard uh rex ryan say that it wasn't necessarily him being scared but it was him being conservative like he doesn't want to ruin the moment so instead of instead of basically extending the play he just wanted to make the play dead so it doesn't come into a turnover you know like you know what i'm saying like he just wanted to dead the play instead of Maybe there's a 50-50 chance it could be a turnover. You know what I mean? So he, I feel like he's, like Rex Ryan said, he's just playing to where he doesn't want to have that 
even he doesn't even want to have a little bit of chance that there could be a possibility to screw it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just playing too safe. And we that's know, what he yeah, is saying. Yeah, yeah. And he's, I, he's playing a little too safe. I could definitely <laughs> see where they're coming from with that dispute and that argument. I mean, this obviously wasn't one of Dak's best games. Um, you know, he had two picks. Uh, one that definitely could have been avoided, obviously. Um, but 211 yards, one touchdown, nothing crazy. Um, but you know, it, I think he just he plays uh, too cautious sometimes. I think that gets the best of him. He tries to be too perfect, if you want to put it in quotes. Um, you know, I mean, he's he can be damn near close to that, but he I noticed at times he does he doesn't want to you know throw that interception or he doesn't want to make a bad play because he's so passionate about his team and about winning and about this offense. Um, but you know, I was happy to see him take some runs though and get out of the pocket a few times to grab a first down. Yeah, man, seven carries. I yeah. was going to ask you about that. What do you feel about I, that? I absolutely love it. I mean, it's reminiscent of old Dak Prescott. Uh, everybody remembers when he played Washington, he made, put that mean stiff arm on, on Josh Norman way prior to his injury. I think his play style has evolved in a way. Um, it's, and actually, it's, they brought that up on Get Up, not to cut you off, but they, they yeah. said that he didn't run enough. And I was like, I don't think they looked at the seven carries. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think, you know, he ran when he had the chances to. Uh, I was, I, I absolutely loved it, like I said, because I haven't really seen that Dak Prescott uh, at all this year. Uh, and I think it's obviously due to the two-leg injuries he's taken. Uh, you got to remember, the guy had two surgeries on his ankle before the season started. Uh, so, you know, in the back of his head, as much as he says that he, this injury is behind him, literally it's behind him, it's probably still sitting in the back of his head in some some cases where he thinks about it and he doesn't want to take off and run every moment or, you know, like he did on that one play and got shoved with the late hit and you seen Lyle Collins and Zeke come in and they were furious and really was right at the dude. Um, so, you know, they're, you know, protect your quarterback at all times. And I, I back to your question, though, I do think that Dak, uh, sometimes it does get the best of him. He does try to, you know, maybe be too perfect sometimes because he doesn't want to mess up that play. But all in all, uh, just very happy the way he's bounced back from everything. Yeah, definitely, man. 100% agree on that. Um, if the guy's coming off two surgeries, you don't want to really get yourself out of the playoffs just because you want to get a first down. You no, yeah, I mean? he don't want to like, risk anything. He had the calf strain. I, I think it's better off. On the same leg as the ankle injury, um, you know, we, at this first half, we obviously dominated in all three of the first quarters, um, and they didn't score a touchdown until the second half. Uh, you know, it did come close towards the end, final score 27-20, to 20, more more comfortable. More, I, I just think it was less, more of a ease up because apparently I, I've bro, seen uh, Kyle Allen was in. I yeah. seen Terry McLaurin Corey was Clement, out. Corey Clement, our third string yeah, running so back, was in. I think they were just more of a ease up. <laughs> they were type easing of mode. up. They pulled a Doc Rivers and they they eased exactly. up. Exactly, a little too early maybe, um, but that's all I could say really. There, they took some offensive linemen out. I see Steele was in there, which really irks my soul <laughs> for Lyle Collins. Um, but the defense, all in all, before we move on to the next game, um, I just love the fact that uh, this defense really came alive though. Um, I, just to see Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, and Michael Parsons play on the same field for one of the very few times this year. Uh, Randy Gregory having an incredible game, uh, you know, the pick six, uh, D-Law getting four quarterback pressures in there um, with, you know, his his second or third game back. And Michael Parsons absolutely balling out two sacks and uh, just balling, man, just absolutely balling. Yeah, definitely, man, 100%. So we're going to get into this new little segment that the guys created, man. It's going to be called... Is it wise or do you despise? We're going to give you some moves. Or despise. Uh, we're going to basically be treating ourselves as a GM uh, and asking us what moves we like, what moves we don't like. <laughs> um, so I'm going to hit you with the first one, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Drum so roll. 
Is it wise or do you despise the Seahawks should move on from Russ and keep Pete Carroll next season? Honestly, I really despise that move. Um, If I'm a GM, I'm not making that move. I'd rather keep Russ and move on from Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll, the Pete Carroll age in Seattle is just over and done with at this point now. Um, They need to freshen up of things. Uh, you know, and just my opinion, this was a great game for Russell Wilson to bounce back in uh, against the Texans. 33-13 to final score, um, 17 for 28 on the day, 262 touchdowns for Russell. Um, Tyler Lockett having an incredible day. And uh, But just back to the question, though, I would definitely move on. I would switch it, move on from Pete Carroll, keep Russell Wilson, man. Russell's still got, we talked about this, but... He definitely has more left in the tank to keep to keep going in this league and play at an MVP caliber level, uh, despite the injury this year. But yeah, man, definitely in uh, Seahawks Seahawks fans' favor. I, yeah, I would, I would rather yeah. keep Russ and move. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I absolutely despise. I, I, I agree with you on that. Despise question number one. Question number two is for Nick. Obviously, uh, the Eagles should move on from Jalen Hurts next season. Do you, is that wise or do you despise that move? Um, Should they move on from Jalen Hurts next season? Man, I would say I despise it. Yeah, I, I can't no, lie. I'm with you. I, I, w- I would despise it. I I don't think because they moved on from Carson Wentz. I I just don't think the time would be right. Too much quarterback yeah, controversy. I think, yeah, I think maybe you give it two more years. Um, you just gotta surround them with a, sur- yeah. surround them with yeah. a little bit more weapons. Uh, the offensive line could be a little bit better. I know they're going through a little bit of problems. Let him there. mature in the um, league. Yeah, get his accuracy a little. Yeah, better. exactly. Yeah, better. maybe a little bit of more coaching. Yeah. Quarterback, uh, better IQ, coaching. Yeah. 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 Um, him him and his receivers obviously don't seem like they're on the same pace. A lot of the times, um, I, I just feel like it's a lot of the playbook. Uh, Nick Sirianni, first co- first year head coach, as the Eagles, it's um, a lot of fresh things for. Yeah, them. It, it's I mean, a it's, it's a new start. I can't, I really can't get on them too much this season. Um, they had a lot of people are getting older on their team. I feel like uh, a lot of injuries. Well, the line, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey, so, Lane Johnson. Yeah, yeah. They're getting older. Uh, I feel like they're they'll figure shit out. I, I'll give them about two years. If they don't, then I'll start to panic. Um, but yeah, my my final take is I I really despise that move. Keep Jalen Hurts for one more year. At yeah, least. I, I think one more year is solid. Uh, just to put my two cents in quick. Um, again, just let him work on some things at this off season. Let the team find some chemistry. Um, Nick Sirianni, not too sure about him, but he is a first year head coach. Guys, I guess you got to give him a chance as well. Um, but Jalen Hurts, he's an he's an athlete, man. We've said this numerous times, week in and week out. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'm gonna ask you. Barring the lockout, the Phillies need to grab Correa. Is it wise or do you despise it? Oh, man, that's absolutely wise. Wise as a diehard Phillies fan. Um, I'll be screaming why if if not, uh, if they don't pick up Correa or somebody at that point better than Didi Gregorius. We need a shortstop. It's it's a desperate need. We're, obviously, it's flashing lights that we need more bullpen help. Uh, obviously, just Wheeler by himself cannot get it done. Nola on a decline. I think you need to trade him now while his value still ha- while he still has some value to his name. Um, I think Nola is still good, uh, but good enough to trade at this point. Yeah, it's actually not to cut you off. It's funny you brought up Nola because I feel like a team like the Rockies would be yeah, a little uh, exactly. vulnerable to get Nola, and you guys could probably get a little a guy like Trevor Story. Trevor Story, yeah. yeah. 
Yes, man. exactly. We need we need a center fielder. We need outfield. We need a shortstop. We need a bullpen. But I really think Didi has to go. He has to go now. His time is up. Uh, he was great for his first year. That's the only reason he got brought back. But the Phillies definitely need to grab Correa. Uh, it's definitely a wise move there. Can't hate on it at all. But for the last question of the segment, wiser despise, we got the last question for Nick here. Um, so there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of drama behind this. My Sixers fans out there, should these Sixers trade Ben Simmons for Levert or Dort? Do you, is that wise or is that, do you despise that move? Yeah, man. So uh, the Sixers definitely – I. I I think it's wise, uh, so I'll tell you why. <laughs> a lot of Sixers fans yeah, are clapping yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> tell you it's wise. Get rid of Simmons. Just get rid of the whole drama. Um, originally in the group chat, shout out Tommy and Leo, man. They they mentioned we should give up or we should give yeah we should give up Ben Simmons for Levert and O'Shea Brissett. But I feel like Chris Duarte. Duarte, or however you pronounce his yeah, name, Duarte, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I feel like him and Levert are a little bit of better compensation for Ben. Uh, just for the fact that Levert's not really your sharpshooter, but he does get, you know what I mean, a 20. He yeah, averages yeah. around like 20-something points a game. I'm not really sure off the top of my head, but he could still get you points, and it adds height to the Sixers. Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you get rid of Ben Simmons, if you get rid of Ben Simmons, you still want to keep that height there. Uh, I feel like Levert, Toby, Ben, uh, Embiid, not Ben, but yeah. you know what I mean? It, it still keeps the height. Uh, Levert plays tremendous defense, in my opinion. Um, and Duarte is really good on the outside. You still keep that outside shooting. Um, if you, I just feel like they really need to move on from Ben. Like, I really don't understand keeping bad, him at this point. He's not coming it's back. Yeah. Daryl Morey really needs to realize <laughs> that. I don't know how he hasn't yet. Um, he's really he's faking mental health at this yeah, point. Yeah. It, it's just really not making sense to me. Yeah, there's just too much drama going on behind Ben Simmons' name. That guy definitely doesn't want to step foot on Wells Fargo's court again um, in front of those Sixers fans. He will be eaten alive uh, no matter how much they beg Joel Embiid to beg the fans to accept him again. Uh, it's just it, it is what it is. I think they need to get something in receive a good enough receiving end for the Sixers, though, for him. But hope you all like the new segment, Wise or Despise. We will be doing this weekly now. It's a new thing that we will be in incorporating and it won't just be just sports we are going to mix it up we're going to throw stuff in there different debates different ideas different stuff uh, but that is it uh for that and that leaves us with one last thing uh we have monday night football dun, 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 dun. so we have the rams versus the cardinals and this is an interesting matchup because um, me and nico actually we posted our top five teams in the league right now and we both had we both had these teams on our list um so very interesting stuff there. We have Matty Ice versus Kyler Murray coming off the injury. We'll see what happens. No Jalen Ramsey. D-Hop should have an incredible game, but I do have the Rams taking this one. Yeah, man. I'm I'm with you on the Rams taking it, weirdly, just because of the trend in prime time. Obviously, I'm going to read off our top five teams. I like Matt teams. Stafford. I like Matty Ice. I'm going to call him the real Matty Ice. I know so, people call Matt Ryan that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Stafford took it. 100% we're huge Stafford fans over here, man. And it's top five teams. Just to read them off real quick before we go. He has the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Patriots, and the Rams all in that order. 
I have the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Green Bay Packers, and the Cardinals. So we will see who comes out on top. I obviously have the Cardinals over the Rams in my top five, but I feel as though the way that the the weird primetime games have You're been going, prime time. I'm I'm really 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 taking primetime into consideration on my pick for tonight. So I'm gonna have to go with the Rams. I know it's not the most popular pick. They're obviously the underdogs here with no Ramsey or Higby. But watch, they're going to win by three. Yeah, no, I definitely like it. I like your take on that. Um, the lists are very similar. Uh, again, man, we both had the Bucks and the Cowboys at number two, but then it gets shaky, three, four, and five. Um, I know you're heavy, heavy on the Patriots this year. I was not coming into the season. I, I stepped back a little bit. I, t- I backpedaled on that. <laughs> they made it to my top five list. Uh, they have been impressive. Mac Jones really lighting it up for being a rookie, man. Probably the best rookie quarterback right now. Um, and uh, the Rams sneaking in my top five. I've always low-key just love the Rams as an NFC team always got to worry about the Rams they're always a factor but Matt Stafford being an addition to this team we talked about it multiple times in the offseason um just really excelled them I think to go over the top Jared Goff obviously taking them to a Super Bowl before McVay being a great coach but I really just love this team and the reason why they made it to my top five is just because of the simple fact their defense and offense really balance each other out these this is one of the very few teams like the cowboys like the buccaneers uh that have just as strong as a defense as offense this season and you just got to pay attention to that and really just give it credit von miller aaron donald uh guys like that when you have playing on the field they're a tremendous force no Jalen ramsey again tonight but i still think they get it done uh with cooper cup i know they have the absence of robert woods for the rest of the season but they did Add a guy named Odell Beckham. So we will see how that goes. And Van Jefferson, watch out for him. Definitely, man. I couldn't agree with you more. So you heard it here first. The guys do have the Rams winning it tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. This could completely backfire. It could be a blowout. We could be completely wrong. Who knows? I doubt it, though. I feel like the Rams are going to come out on top. But I do want to this end this segment on a Dak Prescott note, man. I just heard some blasphemy from uh, Max Kellerman. Honestly, on uh, the show, Justin, this Justin on ESPN, man. So his take was that he that Dak Prescott wasn't a top tier quarterback. That was literally his take. Um, <laughs> obviously, I feel like we don't put him in the category yet. Was this Dan Orlovsky? No, it was Max Dan Kellerman. Orlovsky. So we really don't take. Come on, we don't, we, so we really don't put Dak in the. Uh, that's the Giants fan in him. Nah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I was saying. But we don't put we don't put Dak in the. In the um, category with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, you know what I mean? Them. But he did say we put him in the category of Josh Allen, um, the rest of them. But uh, what I really loved was Marcus Spears was heavily, heavily defending Dak, as usual, ex-Cowboy. He was just saying that, stop that, Max. Uh, (laughs) Dak went 13-3 and as a rookie, uh, one rookie of the year. He beat Russell Wilson uh, yeah, his rookie so, year in yeah, the playoffs. He, he basically just oh put an end to that. I really just wanted to bring that up really quick because I loved how he just cut that, nipped it in the butt. I mean, He's like, yeah, because Max started bringing up Justin Herbert, and he was like, yeah, they're obviously two completely different quarterbacks. Justin Herbert seems like he was born with the talent. Dak seems like he really just worked on his talent. And I loved how Mike Tannenbaum also as well brought up that Dak was a four-time captain at Mississippi State. So, I mean, it's just always been in him. Uh, 
yeah, we just I just wanted to end the segment, you know what I mean, oh, end the show yeah. on a high Dak note. No Dak slander over here. No, no, absolutely not. You know how I feel about Dak Prescott. Um, you know, he's one of the best in the league, in my opinion, and he's going to continue to be that. I feel like Dax, he's just aging like fine wine. He's going to continue to do what he does. I mean, this is a guy, again, people can talk about the regression or if they see any regression this season. Um, Dano. <laughs> Dan Olaski. He just wants Dak to be in the same conversation with Carson Wentz so bad. Uh, like 2016, when all you people used to tell me that they were in the same level. Um, but that's not the case. Obviously, we moved on from those days. Uh, Dak Prescott has proven more than enough times that he is at a level above that. Um, and, you know, he's a great leader, and that, that means a whole hell of a lot. Great leader, hell of a leader, hell of a guy in the locker room, hell of a guy outside of the locker room, on the field. He's never wrapped up in no drama, none of that. And um, this Cowboys team is just different this year, man. You yeah. saw, as you alluded to, how they were sticking up for the adversity. Yeah. That, when they called that personal foul in Washington. Oh, man. Zeke, or, well, what should have been. A Zeke and foul. Collins were ready to tear that guy's head off, uh, as rightfully so, man. But again, back to the Dak thing. Dak Prescott is just, he's the quarterback you want on your team. And he, and he really, you know, people forget that this was a fourth round draft pick, um, you know, and, and he's at the top. He's at the top right now. He's he's in the same conversation with the greats in the league right now. Yeah, um, man. So we'll end this show on a question, honestly. Josh Allen or Dak Prescott? Uh, I'm going to go Dak Prescott, man. Uh, I know a lot of people would have said otherwise, um, but this season – Made my mark on that. Uh, I always said before this season that they were like on the same level. Uh, they're the same quarterback almost, uh, which they are still. I'm still a huge fan of Josh Allen. That's my fantasy quarterback this year. Love Josh Allen as a quarterback. He's got crazy arm strength. He's probably one of the best uh, deep ball throwers in the league. Um, but it is what it is. I'll put Dak above Josh Allen at this point. Um, I just think the adversity this guy's faced – I mean, you tell me. Let me just ask you a question quick. Is this a, is this somebody that you, you thought had two ankle surgeries before the season started? I mean, and then, and No, then. so what I really will say to Dak Prescott if I was the coach, if I was Mike McCarthy sitting in a room with him right now, I would tell him to stop, stop not trusting your offensive line. Um, I would tell him that he needs to relax a little bit. We'll figure it out at that yeah. point because you still have I mean, Tyrone yeah, Smith. You still have Zach Martin. You know what I mean? And this it, was a game. Because we'll, we'll go back to right before we end. We'll go back to where Dak was playing. He was playing a little scared. That's what I noticed against the Washington team. I, I just want Dak to be the Dak that he was against the Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not seeing that Dak anymore. And it's already... It's beginning to be crunch time, essentially. Yeah. Like uh, they need to really step it up because I feel like in their best interest, home field advantage would definitely play a huge part in them going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you you want games to be in Dallas? I feel like Dak needs to stop playing a little scared. Not not yeah. scared as a per. You know what I mean? You know, cautious. Yeah. yeah, cautious. No, I I just you know like we talked about earlier. I do feel like he you know he can be a perfectionist at times because he's used to that. Um, but again, uh, he is a go getter. He's a winner. Um, you know, he is clutch and he's one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the league. I will stand by that and stick to that. Um, but, um, Dak, I think it's just the mix up and the speed bump they had, uh, this past month. I think with all the guys and the absence that they had, they just got back to being full healthy. Basically, this was the, really the first game that they were hundred percent healthy. They had their offense back. Mari was healthy. CD was healthy. Uh, MG, uh, they played only three and now it's four games together this season. A lot of people don't know that, uh, this was the first game on the defensive side to have Micah, D-Law, and Randy Gregory back uh, and also 
Tyron Smith being out, um, injuries that he took to the offensive line during this speed bump, I think that could play a part in why he was being so cautious because he was playing very cautious this past month with Tyrone being out and getting lit up by Chris Jones against the Chiefs, uh, getting lit up well without guys like that. A little bit of a scare with Zach Martin going down in the game, but thankfully he came back in. But I will say that this seems to be uh, pretty much it for this week. This wraps it up. We got into everything from new music to UFC 269, Fight Weekend, and NFL, and we did introduce you guys to Wise or Despise new segment. So I will lead off with this, or finish off with this. If you made it this far, appreciate the love and support. Uh, appreciate y'all rocking with us as always. Keep tuning in, looking at the page. We're always posting new stuff. Um, we threw some polls up today. We know y'all love them, and uh, that's pretty much it. Sixers money line. <laughs> Sixers money line. Go check out the plays we got up on Twitter if you like money. But that's pretty much it. Peace.